Welcome everyone to another episode of Nightmares with Dan. <clears throat> I found another story. Hopefully this one will be okay. It's called I Hope I Never Dream Again. And um, let's see what this one's like. Dreams are supposed to be a magical place. A place where we can escape from our everyday lives. Where our imagination can run free. I often heard my friends complain that they don't dream enough. Or that their dream dreams are too dull. But not for me. Ever since I was young, I had dreams very frequently, and I used to enjoy them. However, nowadays, my dreams are a bit different. I'll start at the beginning, because where else would I start? I've always had quite a mundane life, living in a small town with next to nothing to do. Friends weren't exactly my strong suit growing up, so I relied on my imagination for my own entertainment. Although I think this is quite a common thing for most kids to do anyway. As I said, I would dream very frequently, almost every night, if not every other night. Nothing ever stood out for those dreams, though. In fact, most would be forgotten by the time I crawled my way to breakfast. Unfortunately, these forgettable dreams couldn't, couldn't last forever. I am currently 22 years old, and the new dreams began about two years ago. It was a night like any other. Nothing abnormal happened during the day. I was simply ready to go to sleep, and so I did. Once I did, I found myself in a world of grey. It wasn't necessarily dark, just bland. There were grey houses, grey streets, grey grass, essentially an atypical neighbourhood, but everything was a shade of grey. Looking around, I saw almost nothing of note until I spotted a woman sitting on a bench, a woman I did not recognise. From what I've read, the brain does not simply invent faces. We can only dream of what we've seen. So perhaps the woman was someone I had walked by in a crowd once, or seen in the background of a TV show. Something I've seen just long enough to capture the face in my dream. The woman looked to be in her mid-thirties with long grey hair, some grey eyes, small grey eyes, grey lips, and her clothes were, well, you guessed it, grey. She had... Typical soccer mum look about her. This is if soccer mums had no colour to them. She stood there completely still, like she was simply a prop to this world. Then, after a long stare down, she began to raise her right arm. She began to point at something. The direction she was pointing was close to me, but not directly at me. As I began to turn to look at what she was pointing at, I was ripped from my dream. I found myself laying in the bed on my side. My heart was beating incredibly fast, yet I had no clue why. Thoughts were racing through my mind. Who was that woman? What was she pointing at? My mind was moving so fast it took me a few moments to realise I couldn't move. I was completely frozen laying on my side, with my head facing my wall. That's when I heard my bedroom door open. My eyes were wide open, but I was not in a position that I could see who was at the door. My mind began to rationalise the situation. It must have been my younger sister. Perhaps she had a nightmare and she'd come to my room for comfort. I began to hear footsteps approaching my bed. The closer they got, the more I thought how heavy these footsteps were for a small child to have. But despite my suspicions, I could not move. The only thing I could do was wait as my eyes were glued to the wall, just out of sight of my intruder. Eventually, the footsteps stopped at the foot of my bed. The next sound would be a creaking of the springs of my mattress as someone began to slowly crawl onto my bed. I could feel the mattress began to sink where my feet lay. 
in my position, this person was still completely unseen by me and they continued to climb until they were directly behind me. I began to feel light breaths down my neck. Yet I still could not move. This went on for what seemed like hours. Then the breathing stopped. As I felt a cold hand go across my midsection of my back. This was finally enough. I regained control of my body as I flipped over and let out a monstrous scream. Yet there was no one there. Nor was there any sign anyone had ever been there. No impressions were left in the bu- my bed. And my door was still shut like it was always when I went to sleep. There was nothing. Most people probably have probably already decided that what I experienced was sleep paralysis, and I agree. I've done extensive research on sleep paralysis since that day, and it matches up almost perfectly with what I experienced. However, there is one problem. The spot on my back where the cold hand touched now holds a scar. A small line that stretches horizontally across the middle of my back. Before that night, I had no wound there nor any previous scarring on my back. As much as I wished it was just a terrible case of sleep paralysis, even then I knew it was something more. Life returned to normal for a short while after that. I no longer dreamed at all, which did not bother me. I did begin to sleep with my bedroom light on for extra light, as I could no longer stand to be in a room that was too dark to see. I also began to sleep on my back, so even if I experienced sleep paralysis, I would have clear view of my whole room. After a month, I almost convinced myself it was just a delusion. I even chalked up the scarring to something that I must have missed at some point. Perhaps it had always been there. That was until the second dream came. Once again, I found myself in a grey room. It was much the same as the last one, this time an almost empty street and, of course, with no colour. Only now it was not a woman that stood in front of me, instead it was a man. The man was older, probably in his 70s if not older, but once again was the face I could not recognise. The previous woman had no expression, in fact the only part of her that even moved was her arm when she began to point. This man, however, was wearing a smirk, as if he knew something that I did not. But other than this, he too was completely motionless. I guess what would happen next and sure enough the man began to raise his arm once he did not begin to point anywhere in my direction instead he extended his arm all the way to his shoulder and extended the thumb as if he was to say behind me despite what happened last time i was too curious to not attempt to see what was he was pointing at i began moving towards the man placed my right hand on the man to push him aside and as i did i once again found myself in bed This time I realised that I could not move. My eyes darted towards the door, anticipating another visit like last time, only it did not come. Instead I noticed a shadow of the edge of my bedroom wall, reflecting off the light that I had left on. The shadow seemed to have been waiting for me not to notice it, because once I did, it began to raise a hand and held it there, almost as if to give me a still wave. After a few seconds it put down its hand, and it slowly began to inch its way across the wall, stretching into my room. I wanted to run, scream, or do anything to get away from this shadow, but I couldn't. My body refused to move as the shadow slowly crept along the wall towards me. After a few agonising moments, the shadow finally reached the wall next to me, and it paused, as if to study me. Then, after a few seconds, it overtook me. 
The moment it happened, I once again regained control of my body and once again I let out a scream that could terrify anyone. My whole body felt like it was on fire. It was as much more intense sensation than the cold touch I had felt last time. I only lasted a few seconds, however, and as I looked down at myself, I noticed I was fine, covered in sweat and possibly some other body fluids, but otherwise fine. That is except for the new scar that adorned my right hand, the same hand that I had, that I had touched the old man with. At this point, I was more confident than ever. The dreams had come from nowhere, along with the living nightmares. The grey world obviously had to have some connection to what was happening to me. Each dream the figure had pointed somewhere, and each time I attempted to look, I was brought back to reality, or at least I thought I was reality. I want to believe it was just a combination of odd dreams and sleep paralysis, but the scars staring back at me made me question everything. It took almost an entire year for the next dream to come, and in between I had no other dreams. Of course, when it came back, where else would I have been but the grey world? This time I was inside a house, the empty and colourless house. I began to move from room to room until I spotted it, a child sitting on the floor. I say it because the child was essentially androgynous. I could not tell whether it was a boy or a girl. They were around eight years old, I'd say, with mid-length grey hair and no facial characteristics that would imply a gender. The child was sat upon the floor colouring. Well, if you would consider a grey crayon drawing on a grey piece of paper colouring, that is. Without even looking up, the child began to raise its arm that it didn't have the crayon in and began to point to the side. I won't look, I said. This caused the child to stop drawing and look at me. But you have to look, it said. Why? Every time I do, I wake up to something terrible, I responded. If you don't look, he'll get angry, the child said, ignoring my question. Who is he? I beckoned. The child let out a sigh before saying, just hurry and look, you're running out of time. After everything I, ex I had experienced, I had no reason to trust what the child was saying. So instead of looking, I instead closed my eyes and I began to try to will myself back to reality. After a few seconds, it worked. I found myself back in my bed and this time I was fully capable of moving. Nothing came for me that night. No mysterious figure climbed into my bed and no shadows approached me. Had I beaten the grey world? Was it just as simple as not trusting the people there? That brings it back to current day. Over a year later, I'd like to think that it's all over. That I will never have to see the grey world again. But my normal dreams have not returned. In fact, I haven't dreamt a single time since my last time in the grey world. I still have so many questions. Who are those people? What are they pointing at that they wanted me to look at so bad? But most importantly, who was the child referring to? Could this possibly be the person or an entity that's responsible for what is happening to me? I'm not sure. I've never dreamed again. If I never dream again, I would be satisfied. But I fear that won't be the case. I'm terrified that one day the green world will return and... I'm even more terrified of what we'll do when I wake up. Will he be waiting for me? You're not very good at these picking stories, am I? I thought that was going to go somewhere different. And uh, I think it just left it, left it up to you to decide what you thought it would be. Uh, leave a comment. See what you, Let me know what you thought of that one. 
The last one, I'm going to try and find a really good one because I want something gory. Um, but hope you have a good week and I'll catch you on Friday for the normal show. See you later.